Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. You want to go over your week 12 waiver wire pickups. This is a pretty light week on waivers. Uh, so I'm going to talk about players you know, who might be available in about 40% of leagues instead of the usual 50% threshold that we use you know, on a normal weekly basis. And also, we're getting to crunch time. So you know, there could be guys available you know, in your wire that can kind of help you this week and help you, uh, you, know, you know, down the stretch. Uh, but you know, it could be possible that you know you're at a point where like you just kind of stock up on on you know um, on some handcuffs, right? Um, if they're available. But let's start. Let's get right into it. Um, Want to go over? The, there's one must pick up for me this week, and that's Elijah Moore. Um, you know, in most competitive leagues, he is rostered, but believe it or not. He is available in about 42% of Yahoo leagues. He's available in 59% of ESPN leagues. Um, and, you know, maybe because he plays for the Jets. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, he's been getting it done. And he's breaking out before our eyes. Um, you know, we knew what kind of receiver he was. We knew how talent, talented he was. Uh, and he's finally a full-time wide receiver. Um, he was already getting it done with, with the limited time he's been on the field. But now... Uh, you know, this past week, he ran around on 84% of dropbacks with all the wide receivers healthy. So that's exactly what you're looking for. He should be picked up and he could be started, you know, as soon as this week as an upside wide receiver three. Um, he is the Jets wide receiver to roster. He has a pretty good rest of schedule season. I'm not worried about his quarterback situation, you know, with Zach Wilson potentially coming back at some point. Um, you know, even with Zach Wilson, he, he has been targeted at a high rate uh, when on the field. Um, even with Zach Wilson, um, it, his main issue has been whether he was actually on the field, right? So hopefully that particular issue is behind him. That's the only thing that's been holding him back. I'm willing to spend the rest of my fab on him, you know, if not 50% um, of fab, you know, just, just at this point, you know, we're going into week 12. What are you saving it for? To be honest, maybe, you know, you, you, you kind of keep, keep a couple bucks, you know, with you for, for $1 waiver pickups for the rest of the season. But I, I honestly think it most, you know, if, if your league is somewhat competitive and, you, and you're, you're, you're on your way, you need a wide receiver for the rest of the year, Elijah Moore is probably your best bet. 
Um, moving on to running back pickups, uh, Ty Johnson uh, is, is a good pickup this week. Michael Carter is set to miss the next two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain. Uh, and Johnson is the Jets running back to roster moving forward, um, you know, at least until Carter is back. Um, but Johnson, you know, he was the only running back to really compete with Carter all year for touches and playing time. He started the year as the goal line back and the passing down back, and he conceded both to Carter, you know, multiple times during the year. Um, they've kind of gone back and forth a little bit, and, and Ty Johnson's even took back <clears throat> the passing down role, um, you know, uh, over the past couple weeks, uh, even with Michael Carter healthy. But Tevin Coleman should play a role on early downs, but, you know, the Jets, they're not going to be in game scripts that will support volume for an early down back, right? Like, you want the guy who's going to be, you know, racking up receptions, uh, and that's Ty Johnson. Uh, he can also potentially get his goal line roll back, so I think he'll be flex-worthy while Carter is out, especially in PPR leagues. So if you need a running back for the next couple of weeks, um, I'm willing to throw down 20 to 25% on Ty Johnson at this point. Uh, what are you saving your fab for? Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, he has a role on the offense. You know, he's looked really good with his opportunities. He outcarried Damian Harris 12 to 10, 12 to 10 last week. Um, he had a big run called back. You know, he, he could have had, you know, nearly a 100-yard game uh, in this one, uh, even in a rotation. Uh, but these guys rotated on a per-series basis, basis, and... You know, I don't think it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Stevenson is preferred at some point. Um, his upside is huge if Harris were to miss any time. Um, so he's a solid bench stash, even if you're not starting him. Um, DJ Dallas, uh, so there's no clear starter in Seattle's backfield right now. It's clear that they're trying to figure out their backfield. And, you know, they're not, you know, particularly, like, sold on Alex Collins being the guy. Uh, Rashad Penny got the start last week. And, of course, he got hurt right away. Then Alex Collins got some work. And he wasn't too effective. Um, and then they gave Dallas some work. Dallas looked the best with his touches. Uh, he got the goal line carry late in the game uh, and converted, you know, on Seattle's only touchdown. You know, and that was after he made, uh, you know, he had a couple of chunk plays on that drive um, but this is you know taking a shot on a guy who's readily available you know who might be in line for more work moving forward in an ambiguous backfield DJ Dallas has a little bit of an opportunity here okay this is in deeper leagues obviously you know or you know if there's no running backs on the wave why are you trying to take a shot you know this is a, a decent shot in the dark uh, Tevin Coleman, you know, like I said, you know, he, he'll likely get more work, you know, given Michael Carter's two to three week prognosis, um, you know, so he's worth picking up in deeper leagues. He'll likely be more of an early down guy. So like I said, he might not have a lot of value uh, on a losing team. So, you know, maybe uh, three or to five percent of fab on Tevin Coleman. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, uh, Dodgewell Hilliard played the passing down role in McNichols' place while he was inactive due to a concussion. But I fully expect McNichols to be that guy uh, in that role once he's cleared and then Dontrell Hilliard, you know, kind of uh, moving back down to the practice squad. Uh, McNichols' upside is based on game script and Hilliard happened to be the passing down back uh, when the Titans were down all game. So he ended up catching eight balls for 47 yards. Uh, McNichols is a PPR flex play, you know, every week, but, you know, he's going to be up and down based on game script, you know, similar to J.D. McKissick. And we saw McNichols, you know, he didn't get much done in, in his first two weeks as, as you know, the, the main uh, running back, at least leading them in snaps. Um, but, but you know, it really depends on game script with, with the Titans. Okay, moving on to wide receiver pickups. Uh, Darnell Mooney, you know, He's put up decent to good weeks in five of his last seven games in PPR leagues. Uh, and believe it or not, you know, he is 
unrostered in 42% of Yahoo leagues and 47% of ESPN leagues. Um, but he's getting, you know, he's hitting more than he's not. He's pretty impressive um, considering the offense that he's on. So Andy Dalton will be the quarterback for the Bears on Thanksgiving against the Lions. So Mooney can be played as a wide receiver three, especially if Allen Robinson misses another game. Uh, but Detroit has allowed a bunch of 20-plus yard and 40-plus yard passing plays this season, so he definitely has some upside. So if he's available, I think 15% of Fab uh, or more, or 20% of Fab even, you know, is solid for, for Mooney. Uh, Rashad Bateman, still 41% unrostered on Yahoo, 50% unrostered on ESPN. Um, you know, he was set up real nicely this past week without Hollywood Brown, but then Lamar Jackson, you know, wasn't well enough to play, so that, that sucks. It kind of delayed his breakout game. Uh, but Bateman has a high-end flex play if Brown is back this week and an upside wide receiver three if Brown misses. So Bateman has, and I'm assuming Lamar Jackson is going to play next week, but uh, Babin has shown serious talent and separation ability in his, in his you know, few games this year. And, you know, I think he'll continue to have some upside as he grows into this wide receiver two role on a good offense. So 15 to 20% on Bateman as well. Um, Sterling Shepard, uh, you know, set, he's on roster on 68% of Yahoo leagues, 52% of ESPN leagues. He hasn't been able to stay healthy this year, right? Obviously. But when he's on the field, he's being targeted at a very high rate. So you might not be able to depend on Shepard to play this week against Philly since he didn't practice last week. Uh, he didn't even practice on Saturday. Uh, but he's a good stash for once he is good to go. Uh, based on the you know ineptitude of the Giants offense, what we saw on Monday night, they need Shepard. And I think he will force himself back to being the number one target on this offense. So 15% of fab for Sterling Shepard seems about right. Uh, Van Jefferson, uh, the Rams offense has taken a step back over the past couple of weeks, uh, but once it picks up steam again, I think Jefferson has some upside. Uh, OBJ will obviously take a lot of the vacated targets left by Robert Woods, but Jefferson, I think, will continue to play his role as the deep threat. So if he's averaging six to seven targets per, per game and most of those targets are deep, um, I think he can come through for you as like a wide receiver three or a flex uh, more often than not. I think 5% of fab for Jefferson will will get it done. Uh, Traquan Smith, you know, he's un, he's 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 unrostered in most leagues. Um, his route participation and targets have gone up over the last few weeks after he came back from injury, and it's looking like he's emerging as the number one wide receiver in New Orleans. So he's trending up. He had a 22% target share in Week 10. He had a 20% target share this past week. Um, Adam Trotman is going to be out four to six weeks with an MCL sprain, so there will be more targets available moving forward. Um, and, and I think you can get it done with about 5, 5% of fab. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, you know, he's a boom-bust flex option. His boom is pretty high. He's a solid flex play this week um, if Jalen Ramsey sh- chooses to shadow Devontae Adams. Uh, just keep in mind that he has a buy in Week 13, so if you're not going to use him this week, uh, I'm not sure if, if you want to stash him, unless this is a, a deeper league. Uh, Cedric Wilson, uh, he's going to get some opportunity this week, most likely on Thanksgiving. Um, you know, he'll likely be an every down player. The Cowboys potentially will will have both Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb both missing. You know, Amari Cooper because of COVID, uh, probably not being able to, to to get those positive tests by Thursday, and then C.D. Lamb. Um, Remember, Amari Cooper, I think, tested positive on Saturday, so most likely not going to be available for Thursday. And then CeeDee Lamb, uh, he suffered a concussion um, in, in that game on, on Sunday, so he probably won't be available either. So he'll be ranked, I think Wilson should be ranked as a wide receiver three against the Raiders, if that's the case. 
Um, uh, Nick uh, Westbrook Aquina. Um, AJ Brown is dealing with a rib injury. Julio Jones is on IR. Marcus Johnson left the game last week with a hamstring injury, which could be a re-aggravation. So if Westbrook is the only healthy wide receiver, he's a flex-worthy start against the Patriots. Okay, tight end pickups and streams. Um, Logan Thomas uh, is supposed to start practicing this week. He's available in about 48% of Yahoo leagues, 53% of ESPN leagues. His role is one of the best in the NFL in terms of route participation for tight end. He scored two touchdowns uh, in the three games he played this year. He'll likely be the second option in in the passing offense uh, behind Terry McLaurin. So if you're looking for a solid tight end for the rest of the year, Thomas is the pickup, and he has a good schedule the rest of the way, especially in the playoffs. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Eric Ebron's return has hurt Fryermuth's time in the field, but Ebron hurt his knee in this game. So if Ebron misses time, Fryermuth would be a highly sought after tight end and can return low end tight end one value with some you know boom weeks until Ebron is back. Uh, we'll see if Ebron misses time, but keep that in mind. Uh, Dan, Dan Arnold, man, he disappointed big time in week 11. He recorded zero targets, uh, even though he ran a route on 81% of dropbacks. This seems like a blip on the radar for me. You know, I'd be fine sticking with Arnold in my lineup this week in PPR leagues as a low-end tight end one, you know, rather than reaching on waivers for anyone outside of guys like, you know, Logan Thomas or Pat, or Pat Firemuth. Uh, Gerald Everett available in most leagues as well. He ran around on 76% of Russell Wilson's dropbacks, uh, which is enough to warrant streaming attention. Uh, the targets will likely fluctuate, but week 11, you know, what he just did, you know, it seems like his floor. I mean, it's not a super high floor, but for a tight end, it'll do. Um, and this matchup against Washington this week, not bad. All right, a couple of quarterback pickups and streams. I think that the pickup here is Cam Newton. Um, he was pretty efficient, you know, in his first start with the Panthers, 80% completion percentage, threw for two touchdowns, ran in for a touchdown, ran for 46 yards. So he has the weapons, he has the legs, he'll be used by the goal line. So that's a recipe for a low-end QB1 with upside. So 10 to 15% of fab on Newton if you're looking for a quarterback. Um, I think this week, Carson Wentz against Tampa is a decent stream. Uh, Jimmy G against Minnesota. Tyrod Taylor against the Jets. Uh, defensively, Chicago at Detroit. You know, who knows if Jared Goff is going to be back. Maybe not. Probably not. Uh, Dallas at home against Vegas. Uh, Houston at home against the Jets. And Jacksonville at home against Atlanta. Uh, assuming Corey Patterson's not back, but we'll see. If Patterson's back, you know, I kind of... You know, I might lean off of that one just because, you know, Patterson kind of opens his offense up a little bit, um, but we'll see. And that's it. That's all I got, guys. Um, I will be answering questions, obviously, throughout the week. Uh, I'm actually going to try to get my rankings out on Wednesday this week just because of the fact that we have three games on Thursday. Um, So I'm going to do my best to to make that happen um, so that everyone kind of gets some contacts for the matchups for the, you know, before the Thursday games. Um, Yeah, so I can also... You know, everyone can kind of relax <laughs> throughout the, the the end of this week, uh, including myself with my family. So, um, hope everyone has an amazing Thanksgiving. Just in case I don't end up recording a podcast tomorrow, I'm going to try to do that. Uh, but you know, worst case scenario, I'll have the rankings up uh, with context on the website UpperHandFantasy.com. Um, so go, so, so make sure you check that out. By the way, the wave wire article, whatever I said in here, is basically on the website as well at UpperHandFantasy.com. I'm at UpperHandFantasy on Instagram. Take it easy, guys. I hope everyone's doing well. And um, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. See you guys later. Bye-bye.